You're listening to The Tarot Diagnosis. We're your hosts. I'm Luna. And I'm Shannon. We're both clinical psychotherapists who trained together at Johns Hopkins. Now we are both in private practice in Tampa, Florida, and in Baltimore, Maryland. We also both happen to have a love for tarot. Each episode, we work to demystify the tarot and explore its connections to mental and emotional health. While this podcast may feel therapeutic, it is not meant to take the place of psychotherapy. Join us while we pull cards to better understand ourselves and those around us. Hi, Shannon. Hey, Luna. So today we're going to switch things up a little bit. What we have traditionally been doing, well, traditionally episode five, but what we have been doing up to this (laughs) point is we have a question and first we kind of go through what in therapy land we call a case study where we present the client or the asker and we kind of go through what might be going on. Um, But instead of doing that today, we thought we would just do it a little differently and just present the question and then pull cards. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, I think this will be be fun to switch things up and see what happens. Um, so a follower reached out and she wants to know what's up with her confidence and momentum lately. Um, she said, I'm wanting to try something new, but I'm, I'm hitting a wall. I feel stuck in front of a hurdle regarding both my work and my personal life. I love this question because I feel like so many people can relate to it at at all different stages of their life. Um, Oh, for sure. Right. So, but we should offer the background information. Uh, This person identifies herself as a 46-year-old cis female, and she has given a little bit of background about her work situation, which I think is important. Um, She had been working for many years in a job where she was probably really overworked and underpaid and then made a change a while ago to a job where she's better paid and where she feels more valued. It seems to be a much better fit. And now she's even thinking about branching out and doing something on her own, which we applaud and think is wonderful, but that seems to be part of the place where she's stuck. She also identifies that she has been doing teleworking for since the pandemic, which has led to some social isolation. And one of her ways to deal with that, or perhaps it just as happenstance, she's also in the process of moving closer to her family. Yeah, so definitely a lot going on. I'm I'm curious. I wonder if all of that was in a very short amount of time. But uh, yeah. regardless, a lot of lot of changes. Um, so we get to pull some cards, and um, I think I'm gonna do a three card spread based on what she mentioned. So my three cards are going to represent aspirations that she may have or or may want to explore, obstacles that are currently in her way, and then how to overcome them. Um, what about you? Oh, that's like exactly the same as my spread, by the way. That's funny. Oh, perfect. Um, yeah, <laughs> I just sort of wrote it down slightly differently. Um, taking the idea of the Celtic cross into it, I was going to do a root and then a sideways card is like how I'm going to describe that card sideways Uh as sort of like a card too, um, which could be opposing factors or factors for change or secondary factors or reinforcing factors. And then the final card would be what path should I take the advice card? Oh, I love it. All right, cool. But it's basically the same spread. Yeah, but I mean, obviously, we're probably getting well, it would be cool if we got the same thing because that's happened before. (laughs) What deck are you using today? Mystic Mondays. That's what I was, you know, feeling today. I did a lot of work with Rider Weight over the weekend. So I'm like, I'm switching it up and going to do something more abstracty. But all right, what do you have going on with deck? I'm going to go with my classic. Ready? I'm going to say it perfectly today. Golden Art Nouveau deck. Ah, so fancy. (laughs) Shannon, what did you get? So 
So I pulled the Eight of Pentacles in the Aspiration um, uh, space, Strength Reversed in the Obstacle spot, and then the uh, world and how to overcome said obstacle. Um, so super interesting <laughs> spread that's <laughs> really like easy to read quickly um, with each other. Yeah, there wasn't that's a good too one. Much, yeah, there wasn't too much major um, interpretation that I feel like <laughs> had to go into this because, you know, the Eight of Pentacles, it's really one of my favorite cards. Um, and in fact, on the Mystic Mondays mm-hmm. deck, I, I love the way it looks too. It's uh, this woman sitting in front of an easel um, painting uh, with like lots of different colors. And there's, um, you know, the eight circles kind of surrounding her easel representing, you know, what would be uh, depicted as traditional pentacles in the like Rider weight deck. And they're all just like different patterns and colors. It's just a really playful creative card. It's one of my favorites. Um, so this card typically indicates that um, you're really interested in expanding your horizons, whether that's through artistic endeavors or education endeavors. Um, and you, if you're already kind of proficient in one, like a certain skill set, then um, you are, or you may already be proficient in a skill set, or you may be looking to expand um, your skills and an area of interest. Um, so I think that that's interesting for the aspiration card for her because she is sort the, the follower mentioned being in this position where she's had a lot of changes in life and, um, you know, she is in the position where she can start doing things on her own if she wants, but she feels like she's hitting this wall. So that kind of makes me think like, okay, have you sat down and thought Mm -hmm. about some of the things that interest you? Um, what are you, how are you spending your free time? What are your values? Um, what are you, what have you been curious about lately? Um, curiosity is super important when we tend to feel stuck. Um, so like if I were utilizing this, this spread in a therapy session, those are some of the questions I might ask is, you know, um, yeah, like what, when was the last time you felt joy or curiosity or creativity? Um, strength reversed indicates, uh, basically that you're not super tuned into yourself. Um, and you might be lacking in confidence or like lacking, believing in yourself. Um, also, this card typically would indicate too that you're you're feeling a bit depleted, um, and it might be worth checking in and saying, in what areas of my life am I out of balance? So, going back to the Eight of Pentacles, if she's been so career focused um, at this point in her life, she might be feeling like she's missing something, something that's just specific to her and fills her up and makes her feel um, good and and satisfied with her life. And then the world card typically represents a sense of wholeness, um, fulfillment, like the completion of a goal. So in terms of the world being in the, how do I overcome this obstacle space of the spread, this card typically suggests like looking back at where you've been and seeing all the progress you've made up until now. And making sure that you are you're affirming yourself and reminding reminding yourself that you've done a lot to get to where you are, um, because you know I'll get into this 
a little bit later on in the episode, but when we talk about the stages of development, you know, where she's at in life is typically when we start to see people question the decisions they've made or the paths they've, they've taken. Um, and if we focus on areas of regret or areas that we feel like we could have done things better on, we're going to feel stuck. We're going to feel depleted. Um, and so it's important to focus on all the accomplishments she she has had and all the the growth and, and change she has experienced. So very interesting spread. Um, super oh, easy yeah. to read, I feel like. It's, uh, <laughs> I wouldn't mind if I got this spread. <laughs> right? Yeah. I, I think that it is like, your cards were very good to you. And we're like, here, mm-hmm. it's just like this. And it is. Right. Um, I, yeah, I literally laughed as I pulled these because I'm like, it can't be that easy. It just can't. There's no way. It's kind of that easy. And I mean, even it is that easy. I'm going to just take a swing at it just to kind of see if I have anything worth adding. Although, again, I think it is self-explanatory and like you did a beautiful job with it. Um, the things that are standing out to me actually are in the first two cards. The the third one, the world is sort of like, yeah, yeah. Like you have the whole world available to you. Mm-hmm. It's just that you have to develop a faith that the world is available to you. But the first two, I think are interesting. Um, I'm actually going to go in reverse. Yeah. Cause I started at the world. So let's go to the reverse strength. The thing that's, I think that it's great that you point out the low energy thing, because I think that this card could be read and I'd be really curious to talk with her and see how she feels about it. Um, because I'm curious, is that reverse strength because she's doing some inner battle around her own feelings about her worth or, um, how strong she is or what she can bring to the table, or maybe she is just in a place of low energy and fatigue. I think it is important to point out, I mean, she was sort of saying the telework thing and this, the the question is about that low energy thing. It brings me to wonder how much of that is circumstantial. And the idea of we're at end of winter, we don't know where she lives. So we don't know how she's experiencing winter, um, which I think is important. Before we got into the episode, I was actually sort of thinking about how um, in the in the Christian church, we're in the season of Lent. And so I was sort of thinking about what Lent means. And I went and I even like looked it up to sort of see like, does Lent like where did that come from? Like, because if you look up anything in the Christian church, there's always pagan roots. So there is pagan connection to it, too. And I always look for that because for traditions that have lasted for 2000 years or 3000 years or 4000 years, I'm always like, that's got to mean something. (laughs) Yeah. And I think that this um, this season that happens end of winter entering to spring of the concept of its 40 days of reflection and being stuck. I think a lot of people are feeling that right now. So I'm just wondering if she might just kind of be in her 40 days of it's time to sit and be in reflection and to wait. And um, we don't like waiting. So I wonder how much of it is just that it's her time to wait versus questions of self-doubt the eight of pentacles I love too like that Mm -hmm. um one of the things I love about that card is how it can mean such different things at different stages of life it's that I'm starting on a career and I'm trying in your 20s versus being in your 40s of really achieving a certain level of mastery oh for sure that card to me always makes me think of my partner Mm -hmm. um Like that's his card or that's one of the cards (laughs) that makes me think of him. I'm like, oh, look at that. Um, Because 
he has built a career um, building classical guitars, and he's been doing it for 25, 30 years, which is like a really- Oh, I didn't realize it had been that long. Yeah, Yeah. a long time. He has a really long career. And um, every once in a while, like not now, because we never leave the house, but when (laughs) we are in sort of a concert or something like, or in sort of the area of Baltimore where the classical guitar players play, when people see him- or like through emails, people refer to him as maestro because in this field, um, that's the title for somebody who's hit mastery. And I think mm. it's such a beautiful um, acknowledgement of a certain yeah. skill set. I wish that everybody had this sort of level when they hit this place, people started calling them maestro. Right. Um, right. And I kind of am wondering about like how that relates to to our our follower if if she's not sure if she's a maestro yet. Mm, You know, that's a really good point because, you know, if we think about where she's at career wise, you know, she was in this position that, you know, she was likely overworked, underpaid, probably Mm -hmm. not highly valued in, in the area she was at. And so she probably wasn't getting a lot of positive reinforcement or affirmation that she was competent in her field or that she was doing a really good job. And, um, you know, as humans, unfortunately, we do rely a lot on that external validation and that external affirmation, like you're talking about with your partner. Um, mm-hmm. cause it's like, Oh, okay. People recognize that I've worked really hard. Um, so if she lacked a lot of that recognition, you're right. She may be struggling right now to even like be believing in herself. You know, she specifically mentions wanting to try something new, but her confidence and momentum are lacking, which um, kind of makes me wonder what's happened in the past when she's tried to start something new. What is her history of trying to become, you know, a master or proficient in different skill sets? Or is it that she's stayed in one lane for so long that starting something new is terrifying? That's such an interesting question. And we don't like, I don't know, maybe she'll tell us. It does also... (laughs) I mean, that goes to the hierarchy of needs concept to me, because she is 46. And I kind of wonder that idea of I want to start something new, I want to be brave and go out and do something, I think is, um, there's more of a pull with that when you're young and beginning a career. But I think that it's worth recognizing that she's at a stage in her life where she's stable where she mm-hmm. has moved past the kind of crappy job and where she does have a pretty comfortable life. She's hit all those needs that we sort of, if, if anyone's ever, I'm talking about my Maslow's hierarchy of needs. There's, <laughs> if you've ever taken psychology 101, there's like a pyramid and at the bottom, it's like food and shelter. And then it's, it moves up a hierarchy of what do we need? Fun- fundamentally, we need to feel safe. And as we move up, the the pyramid the highest is self actualization and getting to a place of really knowing yourself i wonder if in part she's not moving because she's actually fairly comfortable and she's not sure if she wants to be comfortable being comfortable or if she wants to push again yeah you know it's interesting that you say is she okay being comfortable because you know you brought up maslow's hierarchy of needs and i i immediately thought of you know eric erickson's developmental stages and 
she's mm-hmm. in the seventh stage, which is generativity versus stagnation. And, you know, generativity is all about like making your mark on the world. Um, and, you know, basically contributing to society. Um, and that usually happens between the ages of like 40 and 65, which is exactly where she's at right now. Mm-hmm. And it's all about, you know, creating and accomplishing things to make the world a better place. So, you know, I'm wondering, does she feel like she's accomplished enough does she feel like she's, you know, does she even feel like she's reached that, um, that stage of self-actualization where she's, you know, achieved, you know, really great things. Um, you know, and that goes back to, you know, one of the cards of like, you know, strength, strength reverse. Like, are you, are you acknowledging, um, yourself and your, and your inner strength and and your abilities? Are you, are you imbalanced? Are you not recognizing that aspect of yourself? Um, whereas stagnation, you know, can tend to be, you know, that you're, you're not fully present. You're not necessarily, you know, where you, where you need to be and you're questioning the decisions you've made or the, um, the paths you've taken in life. I think it's so interesting you're bringing that up. And I feel like this is the perfect moment to transition to, um, the spread that I did. I was because, just going to say, you know, we haven't, yeah. wait, we haven't talked about your cards no, yet. Because I think that this is where we branch because it like the, your cards are very much like, like the surface, like, yeah, this is what's going on. And it's like this wonderful, easy, like, here's the spread. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, my cards, I think are speaking a little bit more to, um, maybe some shadow work or some, a different type of midlife stuff. So I pulled, um, for the first, the first card was about what is it, the root, and I got the reverse king of cups. Mm -hmm. And then the second card is about what are the factors or what else is going on or what are the obstacles or what else do we need to know? because I like to keep things really open. So that (laughs) it was five of cups. And then the final card, which was about advice or what pathway should we walk on? It's reverse moon. And when I look at these cards, to me, this is a very midlifey spread. Mm -hmm. And so this idea of has she come to a place of mastery or come to a place of feeling like she has something to offer comes right at a stage of life where also we do this major reckoning in midlife around um, really releasing the stuff that we think we already released. We do all this work in our 20s and in our 30s around our childhood and sort of saying, no, I'm my own person. And then in our 40s, suddenly we're like, oh, shit, I still actually have all this other stuff that's still, <laughs> that's been buried deep that I put in the back of the closet. You mean and it I, doesn't end, Luna? Oh my God. It keeps going? It just keeps going. It keeps going. I'm really hoping that once you get past this midlife stuff, it's really settled. I'll let you know. Thanks. Yeah. So the, I, to me, that's what we're seeing here. And I think that my spread and your spread lines up super well, particularly towards the end. That reverse King of Cups is a a question of how much mastery does she actually have over her emotions? Mm-hmm. How much of this is like I'm wondering if there's deep dark stuff in there. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean the you know King of Cups reversed, you know, typically representing like 
you know, issues regarding like self-compassion and like, you know, like you mentioned emotions, um, reminds me of, you know, what we were talking about earlier of, you know, does she believe in herself? Did she get enough validation, you know, during other really important developmental times of her life? And if not, maybe that's leading to her feeling stuck right now because, you know, she's lacking the, the confidence to move forward because she's questioning herself, Mm -hmm. you know, and then the five of cups, you know, also representing like feeling possibly regretful or disappointed, um, which in your spread, I think represented like the influence, Mm -hmm. um, that goes back to when we were mentioning, you know, the stages of development with Erickson, um, that's full, just possible like stagnation phase for her because, you know, she feels she might be feeling stuck in the past and can't let go. Um, you know, and the five of cups is about like old wounds and bitter memories. Um, so if she's thinking about doing new things, but hasn't fully healed from, you know, past wounds, those are going to continue to come up to the surface. So if, you know, this is why therapy is also really helpful. So if she's not in therapy, <laughs> highly recommend, you know, finding a therapist and really exploring, you know, what's happening in your life right now and what can you release? Like what's not serving you right now anymore? Right. You know, it reminds me, um, of a quote Carl Jung once said that what is absolute truth when we are in our 20s becomes absolute lies when we are in our 40s. Oh it my goodness, love might, that. Might not be exactly a direct quote, but that's the, the gist of it. <laughs> um, and I wonder, I think that this is sort of the reckoning that can happen in midlife of what I thought I wanted, the path mm-hmm. that I had been planning on being on, the things that I thought were important to me might not actually be that important. And so I hold on to this concept of regret over things that I didn't do, which I had planned to do when I was 17, but that I didn't do because I actually didn't care about it. But I haven't reconciled that piece of it yet. Yeah, you know, and to, I guess, expand on that too, that makes me think, I wonder if she's been super focused on other like just other things like throughout her life whether it's like you know her her family or her career that um you know she never really had the opportunity to figure out what what she wanted or what she enjoys Mm -hmm. um so she doesn't even know like who she is or what she wants to do or where to even start and I think that's why that's when tarot can be super helpful because you know when we lack certain levels of of insight or self-awareness like pulling cards and looking at the imagery and interpreting them based on what they mean, like we're doing right now can bring so much up to the surface that we weren't aware of. Um, so I think it would be cool for her to just spend some time, even just like with a deck of cards and, and doing some, some pulls to see like what she discovers about, about herself that, you know, like, you know, you mentioned earlier, maybe, maybe some shadow stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, I mean, I think that everything can be true. I mean, my sense is is that this is a person who actually does have her shit together in so many ways. So Mm -hmm. I kind of want to acknowledge that. Like, I think she has her shit together. I think she's done a lot of work. I think that she's actually a very successful person in so many ways. That can be true. And what is also true is you got more work to do, honey. And that means, you know, like, and you have to like do a reevaluation. Um, When I have clients who are stuck, I deal with a lot of clients who are stuck. One idea that I stole from somebody is doing a life audit. 
And Mm -hmm. this all that is required, I just told somebody to do it the other day, actually, who was not midlife. I told somebody who was um, a lot younger to do a life audit. So this works at all stages. You just get a pad of post-it notes and you write on the post-it note something that is important to you. And then you write on the next post-it note something else that's important to you. And you fill it up as much as you can. Just write a million post-it notes of things that are important to you or that you want to spend time on or that you wish you did or that you aspire to, like all of the things in life that you want. Then you put the post-it notes all up on a big wall and you start to sort them into categories. And you have to figure out what the categories are. And eventually you'll discover that you have like 15 post-it notes that are about uh, traveling and seeing the world and like one post-it note about learning to cook. And you'll be like, oh, maybe I just think that I want to learn to cook. Like I've done that a million times in my life. Like I've thought that I wanted to learn to knit. I really don't. Because like when I do it, I hate it. But like I think I would, I also like learning an instrument. Like I have zero interest in actually doing it. I just think it sounds cool. So being able to just sort it and sort of figure out what is it that I actually do care about. And then recognizing in which ways maybe that changed. I love that exercise and I kind of want to do it for myself. Yeah, it's fun. (laughs) That's so interesting. And I love the post-it note suggestion because it reminds me of tarot in a way because, you know, tarot is this, this tangible thing that you have in front of you, right? Um, where you can look at it, you can interact with it. Um, it's separate from your thoughts Mm -hmm. and doing this, this life audit with these post-it notes, like is, is very much like that. You can literally like pull stuff out that is probably like jumbled or maybe back in, in, you know, teetering between like conscious and unconscious levels, um, and be able to like spread it all out in front of you mm-hmm. and, and see it for what it is and really get a better understanding of, um, yeah, your values and who you are as a person and what direction you should take in life. Which, you know, goes directly to the last card in the spread, which is the reverse moon. So where we see the idea of, um, releasing the things that are not true about us. Uh, The way I think about this card is always like in moonlight, things can look weird. And Mm. we think we see one thing, but it's actually something else. And so in reverse, it's about gaining clarity. It's about releasing the false idea of what something is and letting it become a little bit more clear. And I think that's what she's doing right now is sort of figuring out what is it that's actually important? What is it that she actually wants to do and why? You know, she has this mm. question about, I kind of want to think I might want to go out on my own a little bit or sort of start this project on my own. I want to know why she wants to do it. Like, why is it right. important? Is it because she thinks she's supposed to or is it because she actually feels a calling? Right. And does she even know? Right. Yeah, she might. Exactly. Like you said, she might just be feeling like, oh, this is the natural next step. This is what I'm supposed to do. Um, But it goes back to something you said, you know, a minute ago about like how the life audit was important. You know, I might have 15 cards in travel and only, you know, or one one post-it in instruments, but I'm over here like taking you know, a weekly instrument class when it's not something that super interests me. So, um, yeah, I would love for her to spend some time, um, yeah, looking into that a little bit more and saying, what is it about this decision or what drove this decision for me? You know, I think that, you know, it also reminds me, you know, going back to 
Erickson's concept of generativity versus stagnation because, you know, stagnation can be, can also suggest like an underdeveloped sense of self. And, you know, if she's been stuck Mm -hmm. in one realm for a long time and hasn't had the opportunity to develop all these different sides of her that we all have, um, this may be, you know, one of those incidents where she's trying to develop the sense of self, but she has no idea how, um, she knows she has this interest and she wants to do this thing, but she keeps hitting this wall, like she said. Um, Mm -hmm. so spending some time really kind of like unwrapping and diving deeper into like different aspects of herself and her life and where she's been and where she wants to go and, uh, exploring different values and interests is going to be really important to her understanding her decisions and understanding what she needs and wants out of life. Right. So if she was here with me, I think that I would sort of go there first and say, well, what is it that you actually want? Do you actually want to do this idea? Is Mm -hmm. it really that important? And if the answer is yes, it is that important. Yes, I really want to do that. And she's still stuck. Mm -hmm. Then I would go back to that reverse king of cups and say, Mm -hmm. okay, so what bullshit idea do you have in your head about yourself? Mm-hmm. And it's probably ridiculously old. It's probably right. something, you know, that's like when you were in second grade, somebody said to you, you know, like, oh, well, you know, you always do better when you're working with a group. And now all of a sudden, that's a truth. <laughs> yeah, it kind of reminds me of like a self-fulfilling prophecy, right? Because mm-hmm. it's like, oh, here you go. Like, here's this, you know, internal thought that you've had with you because someone said something really shitty to you that like you unfortunately stuck with you for this whole time. Um, and now you're just, you're, you know, you're living that, that line, that statement, and that totally doesn't belong to you. And it's time to release that, which goes back to your moon card, like release the fear, um, you know, process this, this inner confusion about like who you think you know, who someone thought you, you were, um, and really take ownership for what you feel like you're capable of. You know, for some reason I want to bring this to money and I, I, the thought keeps coming in my head. So I'm just going to say it. Um, because I think that money is a good example of how that happens. Um, when you start talking to people about their fears around money, which is like a lot of people have wonky thinking about money. A lot of the wonky thinking does come from something that happened in childhood. People will have an early idea that they formed around money and they never kind of got past it and Mm -hmm. it sticks with them. And it's kind of as adults, it's because we don't really talk openly about money. So we just kind of hold on to these absurd ideas. Um, And I think that we do that with a lot of things, this absurd idea of you only work well with groups or you only like, or like, um, you have to work really hard to make money, which isn't necessarily always true. You know, I think. Yeah. And I think that one question, one thing that I love about therapy and that I love about the human condition is that even if we have this, these shitty thoughts in our heads or these false beliefs, we have the capacity to change them for ourselves. It helps if you have a therapist who models it for you and who helps you figure out what the thoughts are and can help you realize that they're untrue. But you can also do that yourself just because you didn't get the proper guidance. I can tell you the proper guidance. The proper guidance is the way that you raise children is you try to figure out the very best qualities about those children. You look for what's great about them. And then you acknowledge the parts where they have a relative weakness. You point it out as a relative weakness 
and you say, this is something for you to know that you have to work on, but you're great in these ways. If you can do that for a kid, you can also do that for yourself of taking a reckoning. At this point in my life, I know that I'm really good at this and I know that I'm not really good at this. And so, okay, that's my truth. I'm going to lean into the parts that I'm really good at and I'm going to be awesome at it. I love that you just said that. And it reminds me of how, you know, an important part of therapy, um, which, you know, people who aren't in therapy still, you know, I've, I've had conversations with people who have utilized a similar concept, but, um, you know, we have the ability to reparent ourselves, which mm-hmm. I think is basically what, what you're saying. Um, and, if we only treated ourselves the way that we would treat maybe our children or our friends or our family, you know, we would probably be very different and speak to ourselves very differently than, than we do. Um, and for her, it sounds like what's happening is, you know, we don't really, we don't really know too much of her backstory, but if she's continuing to, to see and experience and play out these, you know, old patterns and, and thoughts, she's just going to continue to derail any progress that she desperately wants to make. And it's going to be this like perpetual cycle. So, you know, at some point she's going to have to look at, you know, this is a very CBT approach, but how like her thoughts impact, uh, her emotions, which then in turn impact her behavior. Um, And like you said earlier, we certainly have control over, you know, our behavior. We can't necessarily control all the thoughts we have that pop into our head, but we can control which ones we Mm -hmm. interact with and spend time with um, and, uh, you know, give weight to and and space to. Yeah. I mean, she's this is such an interesting case, I think, um, because it could go so many different ways. And I, I like sort of us allowing for all those possibilities. This is a question of it, what do you actually want? Do you have ideas that are blocking you? you? Like, do, or do you have self doubts that are just stupid and getting in your way? Or third option, maybe this is just a season where you're supposed to be quiet and waiting. I don't oh, yeah. know. I don't know what it is for her. But I think that all of those are possibilities. And if she hears this, I hope that she that will be good questions and she'll be able to answer that. I agree. Yeah. Hopefully this was, this was helpful for her and shed some light on some things that, that she can do to, um, maybe dive a little deeper into, um, her unconscious a bit. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Cause that's what tarot does. So that was a lot of fun. It was a really interesting, really meaty question. And, uh, we just really want to say thank you to the follower who submitted the question. We are always delighted to hear from people. If you have a question, please feel free to submit it on the website. We would love to hear from you and so grateful to everyone who's been following us and listening. It's been such an exciting, um, process for both of us. Yes. Thank you all so much. We super enjoy it. And thank you, Luna. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to The Tarot Diagnosis. You can follow us on Instagram and TikTok under the handle at The Tarot Diagnosis and join us while we pull daily cards and explore tarot and mental health in between podcast episodes. You can also subscribe to our podcast to make sure that you never miss an episode. If you have a topic or question that you'd like for us to explore on the podcast, you can contact us directly on our website, www.thetarotdiagnosis.com. 